Good evening, one and all, and welcome to the Fallout Bar on night three of the Zoo Grand Slam of Darts. As always, we are sponsored by our friends at Ball Sports. And tonight, on a night of youngsters, I am joined by Cam and Charlie to go through Monday night action. And what a night of darts. I will come to you first, Cam. What a Monday night. It was. It was a bit good, wasn't it, for a Monday? Um, yeah, Monday can be one of those days that's a bit of a drag to get through, but that certainly wasn't a tough evening to watch, was it? Some yeah, brilliant yeah. stuff, especially from the youngsters, like we said. And Charlie, uh, another another good day, another day of uh, shots and a day for the young guns. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, those last two games were incredible. And you kind of expect once you've had a full a full sort of night of darts that by the end you sort of you, you you're tired of it coming coming to the last couple of games but that was incredible um and those last two games we'll, we'll come and touch on them but they were brilliant and you know some surprises along the way as well so you know really good uh, really good night of darts yeah we've certainly got uh eight very good names to talk through uh some with a lot riding on them a couple early on uh not so much really just looking at um finishing top of the group uh, to all the Dob fans out there, I apologise he's not with us tonight. We've gave him a day off. Uh, I would say an executive decision was made. Uh, that was made by himself. Uh, and he's gave himself a night off tonight. After all his hard work at the seniors, um, he's gave himself a night off tonight. But he'll be back with us for the rest of the week. Um, so let's go straight into the action and to the Chris Dobie and Ryan Joyce team. So... In this one, Joyce was already confirmed as being through into the next round. Chris uh, Dolby was out. Uh, Dolby, though, put not the win and come through this one 5-3. Cam, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, like I said, it's not, not, nothing riding on it. However, uh, at least Dolby can leave with that one win. Yeah, I think there was a little bit of already qualified from Ryan Joyce in there. It, it, Probably not the same intensity we've seen in the first couple of games. And Dolby played played pretty well, to be honest. It's a, it's a solid average. It was a good performance. And good for him, especially being a late call-up. It would have been a bit of a shame for him to go home with no points. And straight after the group stage, at least he's got a little result there. Bit of confidence going forwards. I think he's got a bit of a... So after in his interview afterwards, he's got a bit of an issue with his hand as well, hasn't he? Which I wasn't aware of until today. So... Obviously, not the ideal preparation all around, being away for a few days and then also having a bit of an injury to the hand, but goes away with a win and he's not had too bad of a weekend in the end. Yeah, I agree with you on that, mate. Um, like I said, we wasn't aware of the injury until uh, he speaks to Phil and we'll show you a little clip of that uh, shortly. But before we do, Charlie, on this one, just uh, your thoughts on Ryan Joyce. Obviously, it was a game with very little on for, uh, for Ryan Joyce, done all his hard work across the weekend. Uh, but then with this defeat, how, how do you think that sets him up for Wednesday? Look, I think it is a very position. There we go. Right, okay. Someone's very popular this evening, man. <laughs> getting calls like that. Um, but no, yeah, look, it must be a very good position for Ryan Joyce to be in because we saw a lot of um, people still had stuff to do tonight. So for him, I think it was just a case of just, you know, getting through the game. I mean, he'd like to have won the game. I'm sure he will have done and come through with a 100% record, but I don't think it hinders him massively. Um, you know, he still he still performed well. I don't think he was at the top of his game, but, um, you know, still a, a decent performance for him. But look, it's great to see Chris Doby get points on the board and he's actually finished third out of four now following the Stephen Bunting result. Yeah, very, very surprising at the end of the night to see uh, to think, see Dolby then finish third. Obviously, starting the night with already been uh, knocked out. But uh, as Cam alluded to there, Chris Dolby spoke to Phil after his win tonight and did touch upon uh, injury. Here's a short clip uh, from Chris Dolby. Like an hour or so before my match with Ralby the other night, uh, or the other day, I got the point of a dart all the way through my throat and hand, you know, and a hidden nerve, which I, I didn't like to go on social media or anything like that and knock everybody, like, the start of trying to think, but, uh, yeah, it, it kind of distressed us, you know, and my hand was shaking for two or three days, you know, and it's it's still not the same, so I'm, I'm going to get a check when I, when I get back, And um, but I'm just delighted to go out there and at least get a win under my belt. 
Yeah, as you mentioned there, Cam, he touched upon an injury of the, the dark going through his hand. First of all, that must be very, very painful. Yeah, I don't fancy any of that. Very, very <laughs> painful. Even more so if Whitlock's been playing with his daughter now, short, that'll probably be in <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Probably <laughs> struggled to get it back out. But um, the form he's been in, uh, there's a lot of conversation about Dolby and Reed's uh, deserving places in in the Grand Slam of darts because of their Pro Tour wins. It was good to see Dolby on the stage, get that win today for me. Um, and hopefully this injury isn't too bad. And then we'll see him be performing at the uh, Players' Championships and then pushing on in the Worlds, as we've seen him do before with having good runs there. But now, talking about the world, we move on to the world champion. And I sort of made you aware that I was going to bring this up before we come along with <laughs> as I listened to... Uh, you on the fallout bar this morning. I watched last night's episode and heard you both say that Martin Schindler had absolutely no chance in this one. And then Martin Schindler put in an outstanding performance against Sterling Price. Yes, once then it was a game with nothing on in regards to uh, qualification. However, Martin Schindler thumbed through a 5 4 winner against Sterling Price. Charlie, on this time, I will start with you. What were you thinking yesterday? <laughs> well, what was I thinking when I had a little dabble at it tonight? I thought at one to five, this is a banker. This. And then Price got 3-1 up and I thought, this is the opportunity now where he just powers through. But look, Schindler stayed in the game. Um, and he was really impressive. I've been impressed by Martin Schindler, but he just hasn't got to those heights this week. But um, look, we wrote him off massively last night. I think we said he wouldn't even he might get one leg on the board. Um, so for him to put performance in like that, it, it'll be a, you know a huge confident confidence booster for for him and a one one average as well. So really impressive, and it just shows exactly what he can do. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And Cam, I won't uh, I won't talk to you about your pick because as we've mentioned, you went the same with Charlie in a bit of a one sided affair. But looking looking at it seriously from a from a performance from. Um, Martin Schindler, not going to look at too much of Derwin Price's performance because he didn't play too bad, 95 average was still at high and we know that someone like Derwin Price plays on adrenaline with that qualification already secure and um, wasn't much on that but for Martin Schindler, how far do you think they're eating push on the, the rest of the year and they're moving on to next year with the confidence of beating the world champion? Yeah, I think it's big for him and I think we all know what he can do and we know the form he's shown recently and kind of Day one and day two, kind of thought he could be one of them that would get a result or two. Uh, certainly fancied him yesterday, and thought he could he could possibly do something on on Saturday as well. Uh, and we didn't really see it from him. He didn't turn up at all the first couple of games, and it's probably just nerves on the big stage. I know he has been there a little bit, and he's he's done a bit of it before, but he's not done it consistently. And I think that was really impressive tonight. And Fair play to him because, we, like you said, we absolutely wrote him off last night. We thought we were probably going to see another fairly low average from him and struggle at the outer ring, and he didn't at all. He played really well. Um, so, yeah, it's got to be a huge confidence boost. And now he knows he can go and do it on the stage against the best as well. Yeah, I, mean, I think I'm giving you a bit of stick, but I think 99% of the darting population would have backed Derwin Price uh, today. Um, and then moving on then to, we had those two games that, like I said, qualification was already sorted and elimination for a couple of those players. Moving on then to the games with a real meaning on Monday night. And then the excitement really, really started. Um, and we saw Jim Williams take on Boris Turchmar. With this one, I want you to review this one without looking at game four. Because it's going to be very difficult to do because we not <laughs> what game four had. But looking at this as a game, Jim Williams beat Boris 5-1. Uh, Cam, very good performance by Jim Williams. Average probably wouldn't suggest as much, but for me, some of the some of the finishing uh, was at a top uh, a top standard for the pressure that he was under. Yeah, it was. It was. It was very good. To be fair, um, I thought Jim Williams was was really impressive, and I thought the way he rattled it off under that pressure again in that position where he's. Especially a 5-1 win as well. You think that's probably going to be enough to get him through. So to hold it together under that pressure of having to get a result and having to get a good result, I thought it was I thought it was very good from him. Um I was a little bit disappointed in Boris, probably. Um I think he kind of chucked the towel in after about three legs, but um yeah, it that was a little bit 
a little bit disappointing from him, but Jim Williams just did what he needed to do and held it together when he had to. Uh, Charlie, thumbs to you as well on your thoughts on this one. Once again, trying to not think about the following game that come after this, but looking at the, the performance of Jim and on with you, Tam, on that, the, the disappointment of uh, of Boris, not just tonight, really, but across the weekend, I expected a, a little bit more from him. It's, yeah, I mean, look, not trying to talk about what the game that happened before that, but obviously this, after that, but this, this game, you know, Jim Williams just needed to do a job, didn't he? He needed to put himself in a position where it was out of his hands. He was he'd done everything he could do, and that's what exactly what he did. Um, an impressive performance for him, and he got the job done. Boris has been a, a real a real shame um, in in that group. I think he's won what three legs in the in the three games that he's been in. His doubling hasn't been anywhere near what you'd expect. One from nine in that game, but Jim Williams did the job, and you know he put his name in the hat, um, and you know it's a you know obviously. <laughs> We won't we won't talk about that until a little bit later on, but um, you know, impressive performance from him, nevertheless. Yeah, and one thing to uh, one thing to talk about in this one. Uh, I'm just going to pop the comment on the screen as well. I did see this at the end. Uh, no handshake from Boris. I seen Jim dealt to the board to collect his darts. Uh, Boris then went to the market straight and sort of walked past Jim on his darts. I didn't see anything um, that happened in this one. Certainly not really put Jim Williams in that. Um, category of sort of mixing it up or stirring it up. I didn't see anything. No. I'm not sure if you two came across anything on stage or it was just disappointment from Boris, which th- that might be the case. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see anything during the game. But yeah, I noticed as well at the end that there wasn't a handshake. There was also a bit of a ridiculous finish from Boris at one point where he tried to go, he had 82 left and he went double 16 first. Um, I'm not sure whether that was already something wasn't quite right though, but I think that was in like was it in the final leg that i think it was wasn't it he had it's two left and went went double 16 first which is a bit ridiculous and clearly shows his head wasn't quite where it should be i don't know whether that just spilled over into the into the handshake at the end or whether there'd already been something go on but like i say jim williams isn't exactly the character that you'd expect there to be any sort of needle with yeah and then and then moving on i've, I've actually not to talk about this day initially <laughs> Um, but now we move on to, if you look at the field today, what was expected to be one of the best games, potentially one of the closest games. Um, I can't remember your two predictions yesterday on this, but I don't think they were your back James way to dive through. <laughs> and I'm hating I'm saying this, because if any of you saw my social media post yesterday, I gave Dob a lot of credit for his work the weekend. I'm sure Dob predicted James Wade to come through this. So it's really painful to say I'm giving him praise twice in like less than 24 hours. Yeah, I thought you'd just had too much to drink last night when you were at the dark. No, it wasn't. As much as my uh, leopard print shirt was on and the celebrations were on the screen, um, I I didn't have as much as uh, I normally do. No, it was was very fair, to be honest. Gob's done a a cracking job this weekend. And then his boy, James Wade, put in an outstanding performance against Rob Cross. To the, to the extreme of, at one point, Jim Williams might have qualified because Rob Cross looked like he might not even net a lead. That fourth, that fourth lead was uh, certainly very interesting. I'll come to uh, Charlie on that one. Uh, but, yeah, it was very, very nervy for Rob Cross and we expected it the other way. Yeah, I predicted, I thought Rob Cross would get the job done tonight. Um, and as the game progressed, it's really a strange one because as the game progressed, Wade got stronger. And I kept thinking, hold on here, Rob, Rob Cross only needs one leg. And he just wasn't getting a chance. Yeah. And I was like, this game, it could really turn nasty for Rob Cross. But look, he averaged 101. He's come up against a 111 average. Wade was on a mission tonight. I don't know if he was throwing a little bit quicker than he usually does. Um, it looked like he was in a real rhythm tonight. And, you know, look, he, he was a man on a mission and he got the job done. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. This is what happens when I'm I'm in control of hosting. I'm producing comments like that will always make it on the stream. Rose, cheers for the <laughs> comments. That will always make it on the stream with uh, in charge. But once then, joking aside on this one, um, 111 average from James Wade. But Cam, Rob Cross still averaged 101. A player who's come into a lot of form in the past couple of months. He's going to be someone certainly to watch the back end of uh, of this tournament. So even looking at this week, the back end of this tournament. Um, and won't be too disheartened. Now he finally got his way through. 
No, that's it. I think there's nothing for him to worry about whatsoever. He was on an, the end of an absolute barrage for the first three legs were, well, first four legs pretty much. I know he ended up getting that leg on the board in the fourth leg in the end, but he looks like he, like you say, he might not qualify at one point, um, which the way he's played all weekend would have been utterly ridiculous for him not to make the next round. Yeah. But he, yeah, he, he played very well. He, he picked it up a little bit from then on as well and fired in a couple of 180s and, and looked in as good form as he, he needs to be. He got done what he needs to do and I think he won't be worried one little bit about losing that game tonight with him still being through. Yeah, agree with you on that one. That one saw the end of uh, Group C. Once we've run through all the eight games, I will just run through the uh, the tables and what that means for Wednesday's play. I've not seen the order of play yet. However, the uh, the the obviously with the group stages being as they are, we can see who will meet on Wednesday night. Moving then into Group B, Pam, staying with you on this one. Three of the last four games, uh, we saw the youngsters shine. We saw Martin Chinless shine early on in the second day. But in this one, Bradley Brooks certainly put in a very, very good performance to butt his place into the last 16 on Wednesday with a 5-3 win over Rusty J. Rodriguez. He did. This was a very enjoyable watch, actually, this game. Um, it was back and forth. I mean, I'll be honest, I've, I've just looked at the stats now and I thought the averages were a bit higher than that watching it live. I know there was, there was quite a few missed doubles in there, which probably plays into that, but Entertainment-wise, it was a fantastic watch, and yeah, a couple of couple of big checkouts from Bradley Brooks in there as well. There's a one thirteen and possibly a one or I can't remember what the other one was, one or two maybe, um, and yeah, a few one eighties a piece. It was a good, good game to watch, and held his nerve under pressure at the end. Yeah, and especially well, after missing a few doubles before that as well. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. We have MDA promotions in the house who are very excited about Nathan Rafferty's win, which we will be coming on to very shortly. Just looking at this game with Bradley Brooks and Rusty J. Rodriguez. Charlie, your thoughts on Rusty J. Rodriguez had a very, very impressive development tour, absolutely demolished the field, um, more than double um, amount of prize money or around double amount of prize money of the um the people in second and below for me one it was on debut but another one who i expected a little bit more from yeah definitely um look that was a tough group and you know anyone could have um joined i'd have expected johnny clayton anyway but anyone could have joined him going through um i mean he was you know he five three in this game five four he lost to mervyn king and then lost 5-3 to Johnny Clayton. So he wasn't far away, but I did expect a little bit better from him. Um, on the flip side, Bradley Brooks just showing his maturity and his games. His game is developing nicely, isn't it? He, he rounded the game off nicely tonight. An 89 average, one one three checkout. Um, you know he's he's clicking nicely at the moment, and you know I'm sure he'll be uh, he'll be looking forward to to getting back in action. Um, you know in the next round. And then staying in that group, we had. Johnny Clayton and Mervyn King. Um, Mervyn King needed to win this one either 5-0 or 5-1. Johnny Clayton just needed a couple of legs uh, following the result from Bradley Brooks. Um, Mervyn King come out very strongly in this one. Um, and then we saw eight holders throw. And then Mervyn King miss, already knocked out, but miss a couple of darts at double 16, which is very unlike the Merv, um, which would have then changed what we'd have saw in the later stages and from a selfish point of view for someone who's going to be in the venue on uh, Wednesday, I wanted to see Mervyn King come through that one because it would have set up a mouth-watering all-Welsh tie. But it was Johnny Clayton who come through um, 5-4. And Charlie, another very, very good day. These are the games that you want, don't you? When you know you want these last leg deciders between players and you know rather than it just being a dead rubber game, you want both players to have permutations from it and Merv was was really on the edge there to, and obviously didn't he didn't make it through but look Johnny Clayton's in the form of his life at the moment so you know you'd put, you wouldn't put it past him to to have we lost Charlie I think, I think we have he was in full flow he still looks like he's in full flow <laughs> yes he was keeping there like that 
We'll give him a few seconds see if he comes back in. But Cam, on on this one, um, obviously there was a lot for Merv to do to to beat Johnny Clayton. To beat Johnny Clayton, generally is is hard enough. To beat him um, five 0 or five one is a massive, massive challenge. But thoughts on Johnny Clayton coming through this one, and for me, I tip Merv at the start of the week to win this group. Thoughts on Johnny Clayton making it into the uh, last sixteen? Yeah, I thought Johnny's been really good, hasn't he? He's not. There's no sort of slow start from him in this tournament. He's just he's been there right from game one and playing really well. Just consistency. Just he's always around that hundred average or above. He's he doesn't throw in a stinker at any point, and it was a very very tough task. Here we go. He's back. Uh, yeah, it's a very tough task to be going out there and having to beat him. 5-0 or 5-1. He gave it a really good shot at the start, Merv, and he, he was playing well, but you just always fancied that Johnny would get the legs he needed to to get through that. And, yeah, like you say, that, that was a couple of missed doubles at the end, changed the next tie, but who knows, we may see that all Wells tie at the end of the, the end of proceedings rather than, rather than early on in the second round, but yeah, it, it was just for me selfishly looking at how that could work out for Wednesday. Yeah, um, I was hoping for that that big tie on there. Um, and I will come back to you on this one, Charlie. But before I do, let's hear from Johnny Clayton himself. Yeah, it probably is to be honest, because I'd rather not know and just go out to win. But once you know, it's in the back of your head, so it's it's not that easy. Like so, I got the second leg, and I thought oh, I'll just relax, but I still couldn't relax. So I'm there. I got the job done. So, Charlie, come, come straight to you. As, you, as the Terse of Dob, we might not be here, but the Terse of the Dob Wi-Fi has happened on Charlie's uh, internet that we saw him disappear for a couple of moments. Uh, Johnny Clayton now in the last 16, and with the year of the ferret in full flow, how far do you think he can push on the rest of this way? I think he can go all the way, to be honest with you. I think he's in, in incredible form. His consistency is there every single game. He's he's hitting the averages, the checkouts are good. And it's great to see what he said in his post-match um, presser there, where he says that he just wanted to go out to win. You know, there was he doesn't care about the, the what he needed to win. He, he just went out to win the game. Um, and that just shows what the mentality of him is at the moment. The confidence is high. I'd expect him to go all the way. Yeah, and then before we go into the final two games... After the James, after we just discussed the James Wade defeat, we have got a little clip from James Wade. Uh, I do want to play this and then let your thoughts on uh, this from James Wade. Someone said to me, "Stop being a miserable sod on stage and enjoy it when you hit big scores and enjoy it when you hit some some of the finishes." So tonight I tried that. So. And it worked because it was safe. Yeah, because I've got the biggest fear in the world because I'm probably not the most. I'm definitely not the most confident player in the world. Um, and even though results at times would say I probably should be more confident than I am, my fear is if I celebrate, I give it the big one, I must make myself look like a, an idiot. Yeah. Um, but again, that's my makeup, that's my personality, and that's who I am. So I'm not going to change that, but maybe I should just sometimes, every now and then, just a little, let a little bit more out and um, perhaps enjoy it a little bit more than I, than I do. Even though I want to, but I just I refrain and I try and stop myself because I think I was brought up perhaps a little bit different to other people, you know. If you celebrate, you might celebrate yourself and make yourself up for a big fall. Yeah, so on that one, the reason I wanted to play very, very different sort of James Wade interview there. Um, as he said, not really one for a big celebration. Sometimes we have a little of a standstill and maybe a little bit of a, a fist pump, but we saw a little bit more. Do we expect to see more as the week then progresses? Well, I mean, after today, if he, if he carries on working like that for him, if anything, probably gives him a little bit of a confidence boost if he sees it keep happening and, and it keep working for him that he doesn't set himself up for a fall then I think maybe we will and maybe we'll see him go quite away yet into the week and then on Monday night the the theme was the youngsters progressing through game number seven we had Nathan Rafferty then twist off Ratoisty in this one we had seven older throw then the first opportunity of match starts Tom for Ratoisty 
on the Rafferty's throw. Missed, I think it was four in this leg. Then in the on throw, Rotois then missed a couple more. Um, that, and at this point, I want to make sure I'm not taking anything away from Nathan Rafferty because Nathan Rafferty had one oh, one match dart. I think he had two match darts, sorry, but with his first one, that was a very, very clean takedown. And what a performance, what a win, and what a week for Nathan Rafferty. Charlie, I'll come to you. I, I wrote him off last night, if I'm honest with you. I thought in a, in a straight shootout, this was the opportunity and I just didn't think he'd, he'd you know, he'd be able to live up to the, the expectation of, of being able to, you know, stay alongside Rutaisky, but he did. He kept at arm's length with him and when the opportunity came, he took it and, you know, he's in, he's in, he's in dreamland at the moment, isn't he? You saw his celebration at the end, um, you know, he'll be buzzing and he'll take confidence into the next round and I think he sets up a game against Johnny Clayton. Um, so, you know, what a tie for him. It's, it's, it's really been a dream week for the youngster. Uh, Rafty set up a tie with, yes, Johnny Clayton. I was just checking on that one. Tam, uh, just a, a quick word on Ratoisty. Um, the reason I only want a quick word on Ratoisty is because I don't want to take anything away from Nathan Rafty and what an outstanding win that is. But once again, we've had Ratoisty on a TV stage and seen very, very inconsistent performances from him. And his A-Dane being out of this world and his B-Dane just not being enough. Yeah, it was, again, there was just those little frailties when it came down to it and when the pressure was on that we've seen so many times over the last couple of years with him that on the TV stage, he just doesn't quite get it done. But, yeah, I completely agree with you. I don't really want to focus too much on that because Nathan Rafferty was absolutely fantastic. Again, he's been... An absolute highlight throughout the first three days. He was very good against Owen Price on Saturday and unlucky not to get a result out of that one. Um, fantastic yesterday. And then again, what a result that was. I can't remember whether I may have slightly picked him to just sneak through last night. Um, certainly said he had a very good chance. Um, and I thought it was brilliant. That that seven, uh, 67 finish was just as as perfectly thrown as it could have been. Both of them were bang in the middle of the bed and just so cool under pressure. Like, that was... It was the only opportunity he got at any point in the game to to get ahead and he took it like it was a couple of darts on the practice board for nothing. Yeah, and then moving on perfectly to another youngster. Um, and I think wanting to make sure that the conversation around the uh, the table at Christmas of who the best um, Rodriguez brother is, and um, with Roby John putting in what a performance. Like I says, I'm back there Wednesday night, and selfishly, I look at some of these toys and think, hey, well, I want them to pan out, and you sort of look at things. But I am so excited about being back there Wednesday with the performances we've seen of Bradley, we've seen of Rafferty, and then finally that we've saw from Roby John Rodriguez. Stephen Bunting went 1-0 up in this one, and then Roby John Rodriguez um, moved from first tier into fifth, um, and straight away just just was just unbelievable from there on, Charlie. I think it just shows, doesn't it, that Stephen Bunting had three opportunities at a double across the whole course of the game. You know, that just shows how dominant um, Rodriguez was. I mean, uh, 83% on his doubles is is remarkable in a game like that. And, you know, 104 average as well. He was fully deserved of the result. And it, it blew Bunting away, to be honest. I didn't expect that result at all. But, look, some of the seeds are going to have to be really careful in the, in the next couple of rounds because these youngsters are coming through. They've got confidence on the back and they're throwing some amazing darts at the moment. And then, and then Cam, with now the top half of the draw already being set and we can see now a route to the final in that top half of the draw. Just to reel off a couple of the names in that top half of the draw who didn't qualify. Mervyn King, Christoph Ratoisty, Stephen Bunting, Chris Dolby, Jim Williams. Just five of the eight. Top, top names. A lot of quality there. Um, certainly a lot of upsets in the top half and like I said, the youngsters have uh, certainly progressed from this, this side of the draw. 
Yeah, it just shows you these days there's so much confidence in the young players that they're just not faced by it, are they? Like, they're just not worried about going up there and it doesn't matter who's against them. They put the same performance in and keep that level and, if anything, raise it a little bit. It's very, it's great to see. Obviously, there's a huge future for all of these guys and, yeah, I thought brilliant to be honest again like Robbie John was absolutely fantastic there and I think Stephen Bunting is probably the unluckiest man in Wolverhampton this weekend where he's played fantastic in every game and just just been on the wrong end of a couple of wonderful performances from Ryan Joyce and Robbie John Rodriguez yeah so I'll just run through uh how we ended in group A to D so Derwin Price um Top of the group with Nathan Rafferty in second, Ratoisty in third, and Martin Schindler in fourth. Group B, Johnny Clayton wins the group with three out of three. Bradley Brooks in second, Mervyn King third, and Rusty Jake Rodriguez with zero points finishes bottom. In group C, we had three players on four points, but it was James Wade who come through with a plus five, then Rob Cross with a plus four. Jim Williams misses out with a plus three lead difference. And Boris Turchmar, as Charlie touched upon earlier, only won three leads um, across the three days and finished bottom in that group. And in Group D, it was Ryan Joyce who came through on four points with Roby John Rodriguez, also on four points, finishing second. Chris Stobie, who was already eliminated before tonight, has jumped a place up and finishes third with Stephen Bunting finishing fourth. What that means on Wednesday night is Derwin Price will meet Bradley Brooks. Johnny Clayton will meet Nathan Rafferty. James Wade will come up against Roby John Ron Rides, And Ryan Joyce will take on Rob Cross. So that then finishes um, Monday night's action and sets us up for what's going to be a very, very good night tomorrow night. Um, so we will then move on to predictions for Tuesday night. Uh, the Dames... Michael Smith plays Joe Davis. Joe Cullen will then come up against Lisa Ashton. MVG takes on medium-sized Hendo. Mental Sulevich takes on Matt Tambor. My new friend, Jose de Souza, takes on Lou Humphreys. Peter Did you play pool against him by any chance? Did I play what, sorry? Did you play pool against him by any chance? I did play pool against him. I'm sure you all seen the uh, celebration <laughs> from Jose at the end. We were stood right at the bottom. Uh, Jose Souza takes on Lou Humphreys. Peter Wright plays Mikey Decker. Gabriel Clemens takes on Fallon Cherry. And Darry Anderson, Raymond Van Barneveld are the last names on Tuesday nights. What a Tuesday we have in store. I am back in Wolverhampton uh, tomorrow for those names. Uh, no leopard print shirt for me uh, tomorrow, but hopefully I'll be on the screen just for you, Cam. I'll give you a little, uh, a little wave as I did uh, last night. Yeah. So, we will start with you, Charlie, on this one. Michael Smith against uh, Joe Davis. So Joe Davis is struggling, as we're aware, struggling with injury. Michael Smith already qualified in this group. Who do you see coming through? Well, considering Michael Smith is one to fifty to win the game, um, I think it's pretty uh, pretty obvious who we're backing. I mean, yeah, I, I feel sorry for Joe Davis because he's just he's hurting, isn't he? And he's he's holding his arm when he throws. It's it's not a nice position for him to be in. But Michael Smith will win that. I think he wins that five nil, and you know he gets through comfortable um, and gets the job done. And Cam, on this one, Smith Davies, are you doing the same? Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't see anything different. I'll be honest. I, I think it's. And just Joe Davis, like we said throughout this, it's not there. I think it's I think it's five 0 Michael Smith, and I can't see any other way of it going to be honest. And in the chat room, let's see your predictions for the Danes tomorrow night, and we'll see if we can pop a couple of those on the screen. We know what happened yesterday when these two predicted Derwin Price to do a very good job on Martin Schindler. We know what happens, and yeah, get your money uh, on Joe Davis now. <laughs> they've all got, they've both gone from Michael Smith to whitewash Joe Davis. I, I think Joe Davis will get a couple of heads on the board. I think we've we've seen tonight uh, our couple of players can relax a little bit too much when there's no pressure on them. It's my expect Michael Smith to get the job done. I'm going to be a bit nicer on Joe Davis than the other two, and I'll expect him to get a couple of leads. Um, but Michael Smith to come through that one five two. So definitely get your money on Joe Davis if I back the other player. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Cam, start with you on this one. So, Joe Cullen comes up against Lisa Smith. Uh, Lisa Ashton. Yeah, um, I think I can't see past Joe here. I think Joe needs to get a result to make sure he's getting himself into that next round. Um, yeah. I think more than likely, it'll probably, a win will probably be enough uh, of any sort of, of any amount, it may, it may not even need that to be honest. Uh, might still sneak through, depending on what happens in the other game. But I think Joe will go out there and just put that out of doubt straight away. I think maybe five two. I fancy Lisa to put on a good show and have a good get a couple of legs. But I think Joe will just be a little bit too strong. Charlie, are you uh, are you done with Tamer then on this one? Yeah, I was thinking five two. Um... I think Joe Cullen will know. Worrying times, this is when you're dreaming of each other. We know. Oh, yeah. Two in a row, Yeah, I think, look, I think Joe Cullen will know the form that Michael Van Gogh in. So, I think he'll that'll be a little bit of a... It will put him at ease a little bit more. Not that the MVG result is certain, but I think he gets the job done against Lisa Ashton. I do think he'll win 5-2. I expect Lisa to get a couple of legs on the board, but Joe should uh, should really run out as a as a clear winner. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting Joe to come through it as well. Um, I'm sort of doing the opposite to what I did in the last game. You were both went 5-0, I went 5-2. I'm going to switch it round. I think Joe Cullen comes flying out the blocks. Uh, was impressed, apart from Lisa Ashton yesterday, but I think if Joe Cullen can find his uh, find his top name, I can see him coming through this 1-5-0, maybe 5-1. Um, and then... The man in form. We move on to Michael Van Derwin against John Henderson. Uh, Michael Van Derwin currently top of the group at the moment. John Henderson sitting in third place. Um, Endo will know at this stage what he'll need to do. Um, will that have an impact on the result, Charlie? Or either way, you expecting MVG just to continue the impressive form that we've shown yesterday? Yeah, I expect him to continue it. He's in some incredible form, isn't he, at the moment? And I think his scoring um, power will just blow Hendo away. Yeah, I, I was going to say 5-1. I think 5-1, 5-0. I think MVG just blows him away. Uh, I don't think he'll be near the average we saw the other night, but I think he will just blow Hendo away um, and you know he'll get the job done early. And that, that could be probably one of the quickest games we see um, we see tomorrow night. Yeah, on the on this one, Cam, um, a lot of people in the uh, chat room are down five nil or five one. I I've got a feeling you're going to be following Charlie. Then uh, are you going with a similar storyline? I am. Yeah, I mean we've seen what Hendo can do against against MVG in the past, but I just I can't see it. I think realistically. If the other game goes the way we think it's going to go, then Hendo's going to have to beat MVG 5-0 to get himself through. Now, as soon as he loses that first leg, that's going to be a big sort of kick in the proverbials for him. And MVG is just going to relax at that point. And I think he runs away with it. And probably I'm going to go 5-0. Oh, I think Hendo gets a few in this one. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to batter then MVG. I'm sure in my prediction at the start of the week, uh, I had him to um, being the final. Now one of you yesterday predicted an MVG prize final. I'm sure I've. Uh, I'm sure I've done the same on the live lounge on Monday. Very hard to look past MVG at the moment. He's so he's so good. Um, hopefully, end out and let a few on the board. And if he's eliminated, eliminated with a bit of confidence, seeing push on. But I'm going to go for five three, Michael Van Derwin. Then, final five games of the night. Then we see him get a little bit more interested in regards to uh, more of the winner-takes-all sort of games and not people just needing one lead or two leads to that throw. We move on to Mensal Sulevich versus Matt Campbell. Mensal's currently sitting second in the group on two points. Uh, lead difference just one better than Luke Humphreys, who's sitting in third. Matt Campbell been a little bit disappointed uh, with Matt so far in this, but has still got an opportunity to qualify. Uh Tam, on this one, do you think Matt Tamble can beat Mensal and beat him well, or are you siding with the Austrian? Um, I think it'll be fairly close, this one. I can see this one going all the way, to be honest. I think it's going to be 5 4 either way. Maybe Mensa just getting over the line. Uh, but I think Matt Tamble, yeah, we said this a little bit last night, though. 
we expected a bit more from him and he's probably not quite delivered yet. I think he will play well in this game, but Mentor will do enough to give himself a chance of going through. Charlie? Yeah, I think Mentor will win. I think he wins 5-3. I think, yeah, there you go, Matt Cowell. I I don't think he's been anywhere near what we'd expected of him. Um, And the consistency just hasn't been there. So I think eventually Sojevic will get the, the break and he'll... He'll, you know, he'll take the the opportunity when it comes, and I think he wins five three. And then Dame number five. I say that at this point we have dames that have a lot more meaning on them. When we get to this Dame, depending on what happened between Mentor and Matt Tambor, Jose, uh, as we are aware, my good friend from my pool partner, uh, not pool partner, sorry, I played against him, um, but. He may already be qualified on Tuesday, depending on what happens in that first game. Um, but what a game it is against Lee Dumfries. What a game of darts this could be. If they both can find the 180s, this could be a great game. Charlie, I'll come to you first on this one. Um, what result do you see between Jose and Luke? It's a tough one. It, it could go either way this game. I think it goes to a last leg decider. And I think Luke Humphries beats Jose. Tomorrow night, I, I think he does. I think he'll get over the line um, in a last leg decider, which is what you want from that sort of game. Because both, if both players are on top form, it could be superb. Um, but I think Luke Humphries gets the job done. So, with your predictions, Charlie, looking at this, with Mensor coming through five three, and Luke Humphries coming through five four, um, with my calculations, that means that Jose would finish top with Mensor second, and Luke Humphries just missing out by a couple of leads. Tam, your thoughts on this one? Um, I fancy Lee Humphries as well in this one. Um, I'm going to give him a, an extra leg. I think he gets it 5-3. Um, so an extra leg on the leg difference, which I think, from my predictions, would put Mensor out, possibly. Um, yeah, depending on what Mensor does. The, the, the yeah, if Mensor winning 5-4, I think that would just be not quite enough for him. And I think we see Luke and Jose go through. Yeah, to, to, for Luke to jump above uh, Jose, he needs to win 5-2 or better. Uh, no impact on the men's or on that game, but for Luke to finish above uh, Jose, he needs to win 5-2 or better. That would then to depend on what men's or does to what Luke needs to do. Um, for the start of his day, if Matt Hamilton get the better of men's or, Luke Humphreys could be sat in second and could be defending his position instead of going out to attack the position if Matt and get the better of Mensor. Um, so it's going to be very, very interesting in Group F. <laughs> then we move to uh, Group E and Peter Wright and then Mike Didetta. So Peter Wright will be very disappointed after his defeat against Gabriel Clemens. will be coming up against Mike Didetta. Someone who hasn't had a great weekend. Only picked up the one leg so far, um, but was on the run side of an outstanding performance from Fallon on Sunday night. Uh, Cam, I think it's with you on this one first. Peter Wright, my death. How do you see this one going? Uh, I can only really see this going one way. Um, I think it might come down a little bit in terms of how far he wins by, down to what set of arrows he brings with him. But I think Peter Wright's going to get this done and get it done pretty comfortably. I'm going to go 5-2. Charlie, agree? I think Peter Wright gets the job done, of course. I think he'll do it 5-1, I think. Um, it, it, you know, it all depends on what, what arrows he brings up to the stage, doesn't it? But um, look, he'll be he'll be keen just to get the job done as, as easy and as quickly as possible. So I expect him to get that job done 5-1. I think Mike Deck has been really disappointing so far. Uh, we have a few 5-0s five, and 5-1s in the chat room. Adam's down with a surprise. Um, and we, we've picked quite a lot of the favourites tonight. Um, I'm yeah. going to stick with Peter Wright in this one. Um, as we've seen tonight, there can be a few shots, um, but I expect Peter Wright to come through that one. Mike Dedetta, yesterday I thought, um, yesterday I thought started well in Fallon, um, but once that dame had done, he seems to just drop off. And I've got a feeling if Peter Wright can get a, uh, the first couple of legs behind him, we could see a whitewash. Hopefully not. Um, because like I says, I, I am impressed with Mike the Death generally. Um, so I'll do 5-2 Peter Wright in this one. 
Danik, that's very, very interesting, this group. This is the Dame tomorrow night. Um, this and the next one are the two that I'm really looking forward to. The uh, the ticket price is worth the money for these final two, never mind the six before for me. Uh, Fanonu was outstanding on Sunday. Gabriel Clemens, who punished Peter Wright. Um, Charlie, on this one, can Fallon continue um, a, another run at the PDC and let the better of Gabriel Clemens uh, and win? Or are you down with the German? I, I'd i like to see her get through. That'd be brilliant. She was impressive, wasn't she, um, the other night? But I, I do think the German gets the job done just. Um, I'd like to see that go to a last leg decider as well. But I think Clemens, just with that experience on the stage, um, I think he'll just edge Fallon. But to me, either way, the result it would be good because I'd love to see Fallon through, but I'd love to see Gabriel um, cement his place. But I think, you know, the German gets the job done 5-4. Tom? Oh, I'm doing it. I'm, I am firmly on the bandwagon. We're having it. It's 5-3 Fallon and that's enough to get her through on head-to-head -head record against Gabriel. I'm having it and it's happening. <laughs> uh, you say it's good enough to see her through on the head-to-head -head record. However, if Peter Wright then wins his game 5-3, they would all be on plus five. Um, and then I believe the potential for a nine-dot shootout. If anyone can... Uh, if anyone... To do that, that would be brilliant for me being in the crowd. I would love to see one of those live. Um, but yeah, I'm ready for another montage. Well, well, let's have some more of them. Right. I'm so undecided on this one. Um, I'm going to edge towards Fallon winning it. Yeah, come on, Tom. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Fallon's going to win it yeah. and qualify. Let's go for it. Um, that might be my heart rolling my head in regards to qualifying but i, I don't think i don't see fallon pushing her uh all the way that says hopefully getting that result and then seeing her into the last 16 then the final game cam the final game of the night one when raymond van barneveld that is tortured back these are dames that we was looking forward to yeah a dame where it is winner title against Darry anderson for a place in the last 16 and potentially against Michael van der Erwin. Where are you going with this one? And is it a decision you're making with your head, your heart, or a mixture of both? Um, yeah, it's a bit... Is it? Is it 2016 again? Is it? Where are we? We come back in time. It's, it's, what, it's what we all want to see, isn't it? After, after the comeback, we wanted to see him back and performing and... I fancy Barney's going to squeak it. I just, as much as I love Gary Anderson, uh, I just don't think we've seen a lot from him so far this weekend. And I think Barney might just be a little bit more up for it and might just sneak his way through. I think it'll be close. But 5-4 gets over the line. Oh, what a way to end the night, Cam. I love it. Charlie? Yeah, I think Barney wins it. Um, I do think he wins it and, you know, I, that's what I think, you know, we'd love to, obviously, no, no disrespect to Gary, but, you know, it would be great to, to have a real tussle, especially for the people in the crowd for the last game of the night. Um, I think he wins it 5-3, though I think Barney, yeah, Barney just stretches out um, and, and gets the job done 5-3. So hard to pick. He's honestly so hard to pick. Hopefully both turn up. I want to go with Cam and we see nine lens of darts. Um, it's a great game we're going to see with whatever happens. Whether the 110 average or an 85 average between them, it's going to be a great game with darts. Um, I really want to say Barney. I went with my heart in the last time. I'm going to go with my head in this one and say that Darry Anderson, who always gets through the group stages at the Grand Slam, always gets through. It does. Does it then against Barney and comes through it 5-3 um, in a classic at the slam. So, gentlemen, we have gone past midnight. We are 50 minutes. We've had a long night. We've had less things, but we've spoke more. I'm not sure how that's happened. <laughs> um, but as always, thank you very much uh, for joining us, Tam Charlie. I believe, Charlie, you're 
back on tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, I think I'm on till Friday night, I think. Uh, Cam, we were allowing you to have a, a few nights off after you'd wrote work all over the weekend. Yeah, um, I think I've got some nights off, but then we never know. We know I'm always the late replacement if anyone needs it. So if God yeah. decides to give himself another night off, I might end up back on. <laughs> I'm off for a couple of nights because I'm back in the venue. Uh, hopefully you'll see me on your screen if you're tuning in, um, as you did a you lot of last night. You better have a suitably bright shirt ready again. There, there will be one ready as always, Tom. Uh, I was going to tone it down, but I might be there every few nights, you know. Let's yeah, exactly. it or not. Um, as always, in the chat room, thank you very much for joining us. Dob will be back with you tomorrow hosting. Charlie's on. Um, I think it's Luke who's going to be joining as well. We'll be talking you through the final group stages, uh, final group stage games, I should say, and then looking at the knockout stages as we move then into Wednesday. They will be back with you. I'm about, I was going to say tomorrow, but actually it's later on this evening. Um, they will be back with you to talk through Tuesday's action. As always, thank you very much for Bile Sports for their continued support. Thank you very much for everyone in the chat room. The videos and the clips that you saw are available on our YouTube channel. There'll be a few more coming on tomorrow morning, as you'll see from the rest on there. Thank you very much for joining us. Hope you had, have a good evening. And I will see you all the rest of the week. Good night, gentlemen. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend that I don't right <laughs> Hold now. it in. Hold and our current faves. In. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.